Hi, my name is Sarah and I'm from the blog Short Stories. Today I'm going to narrate one of my short stories. It's called Silver Hearts Part 2. Monday finally came. As the digital alarm clock started ringing, Leila groaned and turned over in her bed to switch it off. She wondered whether it was not too late to change her answer and call in sick. She spent the last night tossing and turning in bed as she kept relaying the scene of running away from Brian as he lay groaning on the forest floor. She reluctantly got out of bed and dragged herself to the bathroom. She quickly changed into a black t-shirt with an Indian band logo, along with a black and red tartan skirt. When she walked into the kitchen, her father looked up from his newspaper and coffee, while her mother looked up from her laptop. Jane was dressed in an elegant grey dress with a red blazer, while Henry wore a white colour business shirt and black trousers. Good morning, Layla. You look better today. Going to school? Henry asked. Layla nodded and said, Morning, Dad. Yes, I have thought about it and ultimately decided that it would be better for me to go to school. I don't want to miss any lessons. It's my last year and I can't afford to miss any lessons if I want to have any chance at getting into a good university. Morning, Mum. Leila greeted her mother. Jane looked up from her laptop and smiled. Good morning, Leila. Just finishing up a document before I head back to work. Remember to grab something before you head to school. Sorry I couldn't make any breakfast for you. I'm in a rush to finish this, Jane replied. Jane worked as a secretary at a law firm in Salem. No problem. Just gonna grab some toast, Leila said as she took a piece of toast on the table and spread peanut butter on it. Leila quickly finished off her toast and rushed out the door to catch the bus. As the door closed, Jane stopped typing and asked Henry, Do you think we should tell her? Henry shook his head and said, Not yet. She has enough on her plate as it is. Let's tell her when she goes off to university. Leila walked to the bus stop and saw that Beth and Tess weren't at the bus stop. Guess Ned must have driven her to school today, Leila thought, as she pulled her dark blue denim jacket around her shoulders and breathed in the cold morning air. Leila was glad that Tess was not around today, but she missed listening to Beth and her gossip. She walked into her history class and noticed Beth waving to her. She walked past Tess, who glared at her as she passed her desk. She could see that Tess's eyes were red from crying, along with the faint outline of eye bags on her face. As she walked to her desk and sat down next to Beth, Beth tapped on her shoulder and whispered, I heard that Brian and Tess were very close. Tess seems like she's going through a lot. I kind of feel bad for her. 
but I still think we should tell your parents about her prank. Oh, by the way, sorry if I forgot to tell you, but Ned decided to send me to school this morning. We forgot to ask you, as it was kind of a last minute thing. It's fine, Layla replied. I think we should just drop it. The prank. It was not that big of a deal, Layla continued. Layla didn't want to talk about what happened after the prank. The last thing she needed was for the adults to demand every detail of what happened that night. Plus, she didn't know what Beth would think if she told her friend that she might actually be a real witch. Not that big of a deal? You were in shock the rest of the night, Beth said. Before Layla could respond, Mr. Hill walked into the classroom. As the lesson started, and Layla opened her textbook. A teacher walked into the class and whispered something to Mr. Hill. Mr. Hill nodded as the teacher left and said, Class, we have a new student joining our class today. He's a new transfer student. He raised someone into the room and in walked a tall boy with black hair and brown eyes. He wore a dark blue shirt and black jeans with a black leather jacket. Layla also noticed that he wore biker boots and had a piercing on his upper ear. He was quite handsome with his sharp cheekbones and alabaster skin. Please introduce yourself, Mr. Hill continued. The boy cleared his throat and said, My name is Peter Hollow. I'm from Seattle. Nice to meet you. Thank you, Peter. Please take a seat, Mr. Hill said. The only other available seat in the class was in front of Layla. As Peter walked past, some of the girls and Tess all got at him, and even Beth glanced at him twice. As Peter put his grey backpack on the floor and got into his seat, Layla couldn't help but blush as she found him quite attractive. Alright class, turn to page 80. Today, we are going to talk about the history of the witch hunt in Salem. At this, some of her classmates glanced at Layla. She looked down at her textbook and pretended not to notice. Suddenly, she felt someone tapping her shoulder, and she looked up to see Peter smiling at her. As he extended his hand, she was a bit taken aback now that she saw him up close. She noticed that his eyes were the colour of dark chocolate with a bit of forest green in them. Nice to meet you, I'm Peter. What's your name? Peter asked. Layla cleared her throat and said, I'm Layla. Nice to meet you, Peter. She smiled back shyly and he turned back to his table. As she turned to look at the blackboard, she saw Tess and a few girls looking at him and giggling. She then turned to Beth, who looked at her, cocked her head at Peter, and back to her, wiggling her eyebrows. Layla rolled her eyes and went back to focusing on the blackboard. Once the lesson was over, Peter turned back and said, So, Layla, I am kind of new around here, and I would love it if you could show me around the school. Maybe help me find some of the classrooms? Beth cut in and said enthusiastically, She would love to. Hi, I'm Beth. Nice to meet you, Peter. 
Peter smiled and said, Hi Beth. Both turned to Layla who gulped and said, Sure, why not? She turned to Beth and raised her eyebrows. Beth winked back at her. Just then, Tess walked towards them and said, Hi Peter, I'm Tess. Why don't I show you around instead? You don't want to be around Layla. She makes everyone here uncomfortable. Beth rolled her eyes. Everyone turned to Layla. Layla felt uncomfortable with everyone staring at her. She shrugged and said, Yeah, sure. I think you should let Tess show you around instead, Peter. She knows more people in the school. Then it settled. Come along, Peter. Tess hooked her arm around Peter's. He looked back at Layla, who ignored him and went back to putting her books into her bag. He shrugged as he allowed Tess to lead him out of the classroom. Beth hit Layla's arm as Peter left the room. Ow! What was that for? Layla asked. Why didn't you tell Tess to buzz off and tell Peter that you could show him around? Beth replied. Layla shrugged and said, Why should I? Tess is more popular than me and should be the one showing him around. Plus, I don't want to cause him to feel awkward because of us. Beth sighed and said, Fine, but don't blame me if he ends up liking her. Why would I blame you? Layla asked. Never mind. Come on, let's head to the next class, Beth said. After the bell rang at lunchtime and Layla left the science lab with Beth, they headed to the cafeteria. Layla got her spaghetti and meatballs with an orange juice bottle and followed Beth to join Ned for lunch. She walked past Tess and saw Peter surrounded by the rest of the clique as they asked him questions about Seattle. He waved at her and she waved back but looked away when she saw Tess glaring back at her. A few of the students glanced at her as she walked past them and a few started whispering to each other while a few started staring at her. Hila kept her head up and stared straight ahead. She was used to this. Ever since freshman year, she would get occasional suspicious stares as she walked past any area in school. She sat with Ned and Beth as she ate her lunch and listened to them talk about classes and the basketball team. Some of the sophomore or freshman girls would come up to them and occasionally ask Beth if she could give them some tips at the next cheerleading tryouts, while some of the boys from the basketball team would come by and talk to Ned. Leela once asked Beth why the two of them didn't want to sit with their own groups. Beth told Leela that she and Ned preferred to sit with Leela alone as they were their own sports group and she found her own group to be quite loud and sometimes a bit mean. A meek girl walked up to them and joined them. She had dark green eyes and her orange hair was tied in a French braid. Black rim brown glasses framed her oval shaped face and she wore an olive sweater with a brown plaid skirt. Hey Nancy, Ned greeted her. Hey Ned, Nancy replied. Oh yeah, I forgot to introduce the two of you. Layla, 
meet Nancy Freeman. Nancy, meet Layla Walker. Nancy is Ned's cousin, Beth said. Hey guys. Oh, hey Layla. Beth told me about you. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, Nancy, Layla said with a smile. Layla noticed that Nancy didn't look at her like she was an omen or a sideshow and was happy that Nancy didn't treat her differently. So later, after school ends, let's all head to the library to do our group study. What do you guys think? Sure, why not? Beth replied. Ned agreed with her and Leila nodded. Alright then. Oh, have any of you heard about what happened to Brian Wilcox? It's all everyone at school is talking about now, Nancy asked. It is. Leila stiffened and Beth looked at her emphatically. Ned cleared his throat and said, Um, yeah, we heard about it on the news. Brian was on my basketball team. Oh, sorry Ned, I didn't know. Nancy apologized. It's fine, Nancy. You were never that close anyway, Ned said. As the rest started talking, Leila tuned them out as she looked and saw Peter staring at her from his table. He was staring at her intently with a curious gaze before noticing her looking back at him. He gave her a charming smile and waved. She waved back and smiled uneasily. Why is the new guy staring at me? It's kind of creepy, she thought to herself, but she couldn't help feeling a sense of attraction as she looked at him. Hey Leila, what are you looking at? Ned asked. Huh? Leila turned back and saw everyone looking at her. Beth looked in the direction she was staring at and smiled cheekily. Oh, that's just a new guy from our history class. I think that Leila has a crush on him. Beth said. Leila felt her cheek turn crimson red, and she exclaimed, No, I don't. We were just waving to each other. He's not even that good looking. Uh-huh. Then why are you blushing? Beth teased her. Leila looked down and focused on her food intently. Oh wow, he's quite good looking, Nancy agreed. Guys, could you please stop talking about him? Leila said. Alright, we'll stop teasing you, Beth said. Mm. So that's Peter. I heard from some of the girls in my class that he was handsome. Eh, he's alright. I'm better looking than him. Right, babe? Ned said. Yep, you are way more handsome, babe. But you must admit, he is quite eye-catching, Beth replied. As she saw Ned's jealous face, Beth laughed and said that it was just an observation. Alright guys, I have to head to literature class now. See you guys after school, Leila said as she picked up her bag. She breathed a sigh of relief and chuckled as she headed to class. As she sat at the table and shook her head at the ridiculous notion that she liked Peter. She barely knew the guy and even though she thought that he was handsome, something about him made her feel uneasy. As she started taking out her literature book, Peter walked into her class. She immediately tried to cover her face with her textbook. She felt someone knock on her table, and she looked up to see Peter with a quizzical look on his face. Oh, I was not sure whether I saw someone else. Why are you hiding behind your textbook, 
he spoke. He knocked at her throat and said, Oh, uh, I was just trying to look closely at this picture here. She pointed to a picture of a king. Oh, I see. Alright then, Peter said. Ayla knew that he was pretending not to notice her awkwardness. When she saw him enter and was grateful to him, he sat behind her. She tried to ignore him, but throughout the whole class, she kept thinking about him and the way he stared at her at lunchtime. When the bell rang, she quickly gathered her things and moved to the next class. Thankfully, she didn't see him in her next class and she breathed a sigh of relief. Beth met her outside of math class and they walked to the library together. So, Leila, I heard that Peter was in her literature class as well. How did it go? Beth asked. You aren't going to let this go, are you? Leila said. Of course not. I saw your reaction when you left. You are blushing like a tomato, Beth teased. Oh, alright. I'll stop teasing you. It's just, I couldn't help but notice that he's the first guy that made you blush since sophomore year, Beth continued. Yela sighed and said, Yeah, well, he is handsome. Who wouldn't? The two of them met up with Ned and Nancy at the library. And Nila found out that Nancy was in math club. Nancy was a great teacher, and she helped Leila solve her hardest math problem. When Leila got home from the library, she saw police cars outside Tessa's house. Leila entered the house and saw her mom in the kitchen making dinner. What's going on, mom? Leila asked. Oh, the police are questioning Tess about Brian Wilcox's incident. Since Brian's mother told the police that she was with Brian at the bonfire party last night. Oh, will they be questioning everyone who was at the party that night? Ella asked, as her heart started thudding in her chest. Yes, I think that they might soon be asking you about it too. But don't be nervous, just tell them what you saw that night, Jane said. Jane looked at Layla's worried expression and remembered that Layla was in shock that night. Don't worry if you don't remember everything. Just tell what you remembered before the prank, Jane reassured her. I have to go do my homework, Layla murmured, and she quickly walked up the stairs to her room. As she started hyperventilating in her room, Layla's thoughts raced through her head. What if they find out that I was the last one who saw him and think that I was a suspect? How will I explain that a white light shot out of my hands and threw Brian across the forest floor? What will my parents and friends think of me if they found out about my freak accident? What am I? As she paced across the room, she didn't notice that her hands started glowing. Her books and pencils started levitating on her table and her chair started rising. When she noticed her chair and then her hand, she gasped and everything fell back down on the surface. And her hand stopped glowing. What? What the hell was that? She said out loud. She backed away from her chair and thought, 
am I possessed or something? Are most possession shows like this? Things start levitating and the person starts climbing on the wall. But the glow, my hand, what does that mean? Am I truly a witch? What's happening to me? Suddenly, someone knocked on the door. Lila gasped in shock and heard her father's voice through the door. Lila, pumpkin, everything okay in there? Henry asked. Yeah, dad, everything's fine. Just watching a YouTube video, Lila replied. Oh, okay then. Just came up to tell you that dinner's ready, Henry said. Okay, be done in a minute, Lila answered back. As she heard her father walk away, Lila slumped onto the floor and took a few deep breaths to calm herself. Everything's fine. It's all just in your imagination. You didn't sleep much last night and now you're hallucinating. But even as she told herself this, Lila knew, deep down, she was lying to herself. Something was definitely wrong with her. Lila gasped and woke up. She dreamt that she was being chased by something in the woods. As she was running, she looked down at her hands and saw a boy's hand. She could feel a menacing presence behind her as her feet trampled over the undergrowth of the forest. As she glanced behind, the last thing she saw before she woke up was the colour of light blue eyes shining in the dark as something jumped on her. She turned off the alarm as she started to ring and sat on the bed hyperventilating as she tried to catch her breath. What was that? Who was I? A boy's hand? Could it be him? She thought as she wiped the cold sweat from her forehead. She got dressed and put on a white t-shirt with a plate black and red shirt over it and wore black jeans. The last night we played in her head as she sat on the school bus. Was she really a witch? She read enough fantasy stories to know that she was probably not possessed. But didn't most witches start to display power at a certain age of puberty and have some sort of familiar? Like Sabrina the Teenage Witch? My powers supposedly came out of nowhere. I don't even have anyone in my family who identifies as a witch. She wondered whether she was losing it as the bus pulled up to the school's bus stop. As she sat in her history class, she barely noticed Peter and Beth as she puzzled over what happened the previous night. Suddenly, the classroom speaker turned on and a woman's voice came over the intercom. Leila Walker, please come to the principal's office. It said. Everyone paused and turned to look at her curiously. Mr. Hill stopped writing on the blackboard. He turned to Layla and said, You may go, Layla. Thanks, Mr. Hill, Layla said, as she put her books into her bag. Beth tapped her shoulder and whispered to her, What's going on? Why are you being called to the principal's office? Layla shrugged and said, It's me. I haven't done anything wrong recently. Oh, by the way, have you noticed that Tess is not in class today? Beth asked. Lila looked at Tess's seat 
and realized that she wasn't there. That's odd. Anyway, I will probably see you at the next class. It's probably something about my grades or something. As Nayla walked out of class, Peter looked at her briefly with a worried expression, but went back to studying. Walking in the empty hallway felt weird. Nayla really got called to the principal's office. The only other time that happened was in freshman year and her mother reported her bullying incident to the principal. As she pushed open the glass door, Leila stepped into a modern but comfortable waiting room. The admin officer was a woman in her mid-thirties with her blonde hair tied up in a ponytail. And she had a kind face as she looked up from her desk. Behind her stood the door to the principal's office. Its windows were currently covered by window blinds. The officer's name on her black name plate said, Hannah Moore. Leila greeted her and said, I'm Leila Walker. I'm here to see the principal. Hi Leila, please take a seat. Mr. Lewis will call you in shortly. And I replied. As Leila took a seat on a brown leather couch opposite the counter, she looked around the room and saw a water dispenser on the left, along with a minimalistic painting on the wall behind the counter. After waiting for a few minutes, her throat felt a bit dry, and she went up to the water dispenser to get a drink, as she filled her paper cup. She wondered whether she could do something to the water as it flowed into the cup. As she concentrated, she thought she felt something but by the time the cup filled up, nothing happened. She sighed and let out a breath. Maybe last night was a hallucination after all, and the glow in the forest was nothing more than moonlight shining on a reflective surface. Maybe I became strong from a burst of adrenaline. Maybe that was enough to help me throw Brian off me. Hannah put down her phone and said, Layla? Mr. Lewis will see you now. Feeling startled by Hannah's sudden interruption, Leila jumped up and almost spilled her water. Okay, just let me finish this water first, Leila replied. She threw the cup into the bin near the water dispenser and knocked on the brown wooden door. Come in, said a man in a deep voice. Leila entered the room and got a surprise. Sitting in the seat opposite the principal was Tess. When Tess saw Layla, she looked slightly embarrassed and looked down. Please take a seat, Layla, Mr. Lewis said. Mr. Lewis had brown hair and black eyes. He had dark brown skin and a bald head. He was big bone but mostly muscular. And he wore a white business shirt with a brown professor blazer that had elbow patches. Leila cautiously took a seat, and Mr. Lewis explained. The reason that I called you here today, Leila, is because Tess has confessed to a prank that she and her friends have pulled on you. Leila was surprised. Why would Tess confess to the prank? After the police came to her house yesterday, she gave them an account of what happened before his death, and in it, she said that you were with Brian when they pranked you in the woods. 
There are two things we need to address today. The first thing is that Tess has agreed to apologize to you. Tess looked up at Layla and begrudgingly said, I'm sorry, Layla. The rest of my clique and I went too far that night. Layla awkwardly nodded and replied, Thanks for the apology, I guess. Tess has also agreed to delete the video that she took of you when she pranked you, Mr. Lewis continued. Okay, thanks, Layla replied. The second thing that we must address is your own account of what happened that night, Layla. Tess has said that Brian went looking for you after you ran away from them that night. You're the last person to see Brian. Would you care to explain what happened that night? Mr. Lewis asked. Ella's blood ran cold, and cold sweat started to run down her temple. Due to your unfortunate circumstance at night, the police have agreed to let me handle this situation before they call you in for further questioning, should they need more information. Mr. Lewis further explained. Um, I... Ella started, as she tried to come up with an answer. She gulped and continued. I was at the bonfire party with my friends, Beth and Ned. At that time, I did not know who Brian was, except that he was on Ned's basketball team. He asked me if we wanted to go for a walk, and he led me to a ruin in the woods. We sat on a flat stone, and we started to make out. Layla paused at this. I understand that this is a sensitive subject to you, Layla, but we need more information. Please continue, Mr. Lewis said. Ella nodded and continued. Well, as we were making out, Tess came up from behind and poured red paint all over me. While her friends laughed and filmed me, they told me that Brian was part of the plan, and I ran away. Ella didn't want to tell the next part, but she knew that if she didn't, she would look suspicious. When I ran away, Brian caught up to me, and apologized for the prank. Then he tried to force himself on me, Ella said. As she said this, Tess looked up and had a look of surprise and a tinge of disgust on her face. I see. That must have been traumatizing. I know that this must be hard on you, but could you continue? Mr. Lewis asked. Ella nodded and decided to leave out her weird episode. As he tried to force himself on me, I managed to push him off and run away. I ran back to the party alone. I see. Is that all? Mr. Lewis asked. Yes, that's all I remember. The rest of the night was a blur for me, Leila replied. Once Mr. Lewis finished writing down her account, he looked back up at them and said, that will be all, Leila and Tess. Your parents will be notified about this. They can't come in today because they are out of town. You may go back to your classes. Leila and Tess thanked the principal and proceeded to leave the room. As Tess started to get up from her chair, Mr. Lewis said, Hold on, Leila. Leila paused and started to panic. Did he not believe her story? Did he want more information from her? Just want to let you know that 
I can schedule a counseling session for you. You just went through a traumatic event. If you need any help to cope with this, let me know, Mr. Lewis continued. Ila relaxed and said, It's fine, Mr. Lewis. I can handle it. Mr. Lewis frowned in concern, but decided to let it go. I read that you went through a period of bullying in your freshman year. Am I right? He asked. Ila nodded. If you ever need any help, or if Tess decides to prank you again, don't hesitate to let your teachers know about it, Mr. Lewis said. She thanked him and left for her next class. As Ceylon left the principal's office, she breathed out a sigh of relief. She told herself that the feeling of guilt about her having powers and possibly causing Brian's death was just her thinking too much. After all, she was not the one who killed him, and she obviously didn't have any powers. As she skipped to her next class, as a cloud of guilt that hung over her started to disappear. She spent the rest of her lunch break chatting with Beth, Ned and Nancy, who recently decided to join them for lunch every day. Layla liked Nancy. Nancy was smart and thoughtful, and unlike the other kids, Nancy didn't make her feel like a freak in her presence. Layla didn't see Peter in a literature class that day. Some of the girls gossiped about him even with a girl to make out somewhere. Layla felt a bit jealous, but was kind of relieved that he wasn't around. The last thing she needed was a distraction in class. She tried her best to focus on her studies for the rest of the day and went home after the last class. Beth and Ned asked her if she wanted to hang out with them in town. They were going to a diner and watching a movie afterward. Leila was tempted but decided to decline their invitation as she had to study for an upcoming chemistry quiz. She took the school bus home and was walking to her house when Adam came out from behind her house. Hey neighbor, he greeted her in a jovial voice. Leila chuckled and replied, Hey Adam, sorry about how I exit last weekend. I was going through some stuff. It's cool. I had too much on my hands that day too. On top of comforting my sister, I had to help greet some of the guests who came to my aunt's house. Well, see you later then, Layla said. Yeah, see you. Wait, can I talk to you about something? Adam asked. Layla took her hand off the door handle and waited. I overheard my sister telling the police about her prank. On behalf of her, I want to apologize. She went too far that night, Adam continued. It's alright. Tess has apologized to me about school today, Ella said. Glad she apologized. Maybe this will teach her a lesson on bullying others, Adam said. By the way, I found it quite odd that Brian was killed by a wolf. According to our history, there has not been a wolf sighting in Red Fox in over 100 years. Mostly foxes and coyotes, but a wolf is unheard of. Do you think that the police got it wrong and that maybe it was a murder by some kind of deranged person? Adam asked. Ila shrugged and said, Maybe. I don't know. Maybe the authorities got confused between a coyote and a wolf. 
Maybe it was a coyote that killed him? Anyway, I got a study from upcoming chemistry quiz. See you, Adam. Wait, hold on. I forgot to give you this. Happy birthday, Adam said, as he gave Leila a box wrapped in light blue wrapping paper. Thanks, Adam, Leila beamed as she took the present. She waved goodbye and went into her house. Leila took her present into her room and gently tore open the wrapper. It was a cardboard box. In it were some CDs from her favourite indie bands and a soft toy. A brown bear hugging a yellow crescent moon. Wow, he remembered, Leila said. When she was younger, and Adam moved next door, they met on the driveway, and they talked about their favourite bands. Leila smiled and put a CD into a CD player. She opened her chemistry textbook and started studying. Two hours later, Leila's parents came home and they discussed the incident with her. Leila, we heard about what happened at the party. Did Brian hurt you anywhere? Do you want us to talk to Tess? Jane asked. Mom, Brian did try to hurt me. He tried to take advantage of me in my vulnerable state. But he did not manage to physically hurt me anywhere. And Tess, I think she has enough to deal with. She already told the principal about what she did. I think we should leave her alone, Lina said. Poor girl, you had to endure so much by yourself. And even after your freshman year, these children can be so cruel sometimes, Henry said sadly. He hugged Nayla as they sat on the couch. I think that you should take a few days off from school or see a school counsellor to deal with what happened to you, Henry advised Nayla. We should never have let you go to the party without someone to watch out for you, Jean said. Mom, I'm almost an adult. I think I can deal with going to a party by myself, Nayla chuckled. But I don't think I'll be going anywhere with a boy anytime soon, she continued. Um, about that. Have we ever given you the talk yet? Jane asked. Nayla blushed. Oh my god, mom. You gave me the talk when I was like 16, Nayla said. That's good, Jane said. Nayla, how do you feel about taking out martial arts? Henry asked. What? Uh, um, I'm not really interested in martial arts, dad. Anyway, I'll be putting myself in that kind of situation again. Leila replied. Are you sure you don't want to go counselling? Henry asked. Yeah, Dad. I'm fine. Leila replied. Okay. You know you can tell us anything, right? Jane said. Leila smiled and nodded. After another hour of studying, Leila decided to go out for a walk since she was tired from her studying. She told her parents that she would only be out for a while. She changed her plaid shirt from black hoodie and walked down the side street past Tessa's house. As she passed by Tessa's house, she heard Tessa's mom and dad arguing with each other. She put on her earphones and walked down the street. Tessa's house was on another street, a block away. She walked to Beth's house and remembered that Beth wasn't at home. Feeling lonely, she considered joining Beth and Ned, but ultimately decided to just take a walk to clear her head. After walking on the main road for 15 minutes, 
she was going to head back when she saw a boy in black leather jacket with a girl nearby a house on the opposite side of the street. They were kissing and giggling. Was that Peter? He looked like him. She was about to wave her hand and call to him when she saw them walk away and turn around a corner. As they turned, Leila thought that she saw him look back and she saw a faint blue colour shine in his eyes. Hmm, must be someone else. But the colour looks familiar. Where have I seen it before? She thought to herself. That night, she woke up to the same nightmare. But this time, when she looked down, it looked like her hands. She woke up with a start and looked at her clock. It showed 3.15 a.m. She sighed and lay back down in her bed. It was quite windy that night, and she could hear her tree branches scratch against the window. Their shadows looked like tiny bony fingers, slowly reaching up on the wall. It reminded Leila of a horror movie, where a witch would try and sneak in to grab a child from their bed. With that mental image, Ila gave up on going back to sleep and went downstairs to find something to drink. She decided to leave the kitchen light off and she was just taking a drink. She opened the fridge to take out a carton of milk. She took a tall glass from the cupboard above the counter and poured herself some milk. As she closed the fridge, she thought she heard a sound from outside the kitchen window. It sounded like someone scratching the window pane. With nails. And when she looked up to see what it was, she saw a flash of pure blue eyes and heard something run away. She quickly ran to the window to see what it was, but with only the pure moonlight as a source of light, it was too dark to see anything but shadows. She drank her milk to calm herself, and as she was feeling sleeping again, she decided to deal with it the next day instead. She paddled back to her bedroom and fell back onto the bed. The next day, she woke up early and went to look at the area outside the kitchen window. She could see faint scratch marks on the wall, and when she looked on the ground, she could see faint outline of footprints. Feeling confused, Nila scratched her head and went back up to change for school. Maybe it was a prankster, she thought, as she headed up the stairs. In history class, Peter barely glanced at her. Nila wondered why he was so cold towards her. He looked like he barely slept. When literature class arrived, their teacher, Mrs. Callahan, informed them that they were going to be learning about Greek literature as their next topic. Mrs. Callahan was a slender and well-dressed woman with blonde hair and blue eyes. She turned on the projector and showed some slides about Zeus and the Olympians. She turned to the next slide and something about it made Leila perk up. Today, we are going to talk about a famous story from a Greek text called Ovid's Metamorphosis. 
It tells the story of cannibalism and its consequences. According to Ovid, there is a legend of the Lycan. According to Ovid, there is a legend of the Lycan. In this story, Lycan, the son of Pelasgus, angered the Greek god Zeus when he served him a meal made from the remains of a sacrificed boy. As a punishment for this immoral act, Zeus turned Lycoon and his sons into wolves. This kind of text served as a kind of fable for the ancient Greeks to not commit these immoral acts of murder and cannibalism, or else they would suffer the wrath of the gods. Alright, on to the next text. The myth of Orpheus and Eurydice. At the end of the lecture, Mrs. Callahan switched off the projector and said, Alright class, I have a group assignment for you. At this, the whole class groaned. It counts as 30% of your grade, so it's important. Now, I want you to pair up and do an assignment of researching into your chosen topics of Greek literature. At the end of the semester, you must present your findings to the whole class. Come take the printed assignment from me after you have formed your group. Discuss with each other which topics you want to research on and tell me your answer tomorrow. As the chair started shifting and people started going to their friends to pair up, Peter caught Leila from behind. She turned around and he smiled as he said, Want to pair up for this assignment? Leila was surprised at his sudden shift of mood. He looked happy to see Leila. Yeah, sure, why not? She spoke. A surprise you want to pair up with me. You seem reserved in history class. He scratched his head and said, Yeah, sorry about that. I was pretty tired this morning. I didn't sleep very well last night. I was busy studying. I see, Leila replied. She thought she saw him last night on the street. Must have been someone else after all, she thought. Both of them told Mrs. Callahan that they were pairing up for the project and took the assignment sheet. As they were leaving, Leila could see some of the girls cast envious looks in her direction. Before Leila left for math class, Peter gave her his number so that they could discuss the topic they wanted to do for their presentation. Ella felt herself blush as she exchanged numbers with him. She asked him what his next class was, and he said that it was biology. She arrived at her math class, and Tess was already there chatting with the rest of her clique. When Tess saw Leila, she scowled at her and flipped her hair as she turned back to her friends. Leila sighed and settled down for the next lesson. Nancy came up to her and said, Hey Leila, how's your day? Leila smiled and said, It's alright so far, pretty normal. Just wanted to ask if you wanted to join me, Beth and Ned later. We are going to Joe's Pizza to have dinner. Yeah, sure. I gotta let my parents know first though. Let me message them. Leila said. She quickly sent a text to her parents 
and both said that that was fine. They told her not to be home too late. Yeah, they say it's fine, Ella said. Great. Oh, gotta head back to my seat. Class is starting, Nancy said. Ella chuckled and couldn't wait to meet up with the rest. After class ended, Ella joined Nancy and they took the bus from their school to town. The town was not very big, mostly family-owned and small shops like bakeries and an antique store along with a medium-sized shopping mall that had a few international brands and a food court with a small supermarket. Joe's Pizza was a cozy restaurant with raw metal tables and simple red plastic chairs located next to the antique store. There were also wooden booths with back cushions in the corner. The owner was an Italian man called Joe Russo, who migrated to the US in the 1980s. He was a middle-aged man with a balding head and a pouch for a belly. He was a friendly man and he always greeted his customers warmly whenever they entered his shop. Ah, ciao Bella, and and Nancy. Your friends are over there at the booth, Joe greeted them. Being a frequent customer has made Joe familiar with them. In our weekday nights, the restaurant was quite empty. Only a few adults and some of the teenagers from Red Fox High were there. A few of the teenagers glanced at Layla as she walked past them, but they didn't say anything. Layla found out that the town somehow made her less noticeable to the others. One of the other reasons why she liked to come to Joe's Pizza, Ella got a pepperoni pizza and the rest got a meat pizza and a margarita pizza. They shared the pizzas and had a good time talking about their day. Just as Layla was telling them about literature class, Peter walked into the restaurant Beth, who was facing the main entrance with Ned, tapped on Ella's shoulder and motioned towards the entrance. Ella paused and looked quizzically at Beth. Then she heard Peter's voice. Oh, hello, young man. Take a seat and I will take your order shortly, Joe said. Thank you, Peter replied. As Ella froze up, Beth waved her hand and called out Peter's name. Hey, Peter. Over here, Ella blushed and whispered to Beth. What are you doing? Leave the poor guy alone. Don't call him over. Oh, come on. He's a new guy. I'm sure he doesn't know a lot of people and would like some company. Let's ask him to join us. What's the harm? Beth replied for twinkle in her eye. Ella groaned and tried to hide behind her menu. Hey, Peter. Want to join us? Ned asked. I hope it's not too much trouble, Peter said. Oh, it's no problem at all, Nancy said. Nancy, not you too, Layla thought. Oh, hey, Layla. Are you ordering a pizza too? Peter asked. Layla put down the menu and smiled tightly. Uh, yes, I mean, no. Just looking at the drink section, she said. Ned got up and took a chair from a nearby table and placed it at the end of the table. Peter thanked him and sat down. So what do you recommend guys? Peter asked. 
I recommend the Neapolitan pizza. It's quite good, Ed said. Peter ordered a small Neapolitan pizza. So Leila, since we are here, wanna discuss the literature project? Peter asked Leila. Yeah, sure, Leila replied. Leila discussed with Peter, while the rest ate the pizza and looked on innocently. So I think we should do the one about Orpheus and Eurydice. Leila said, Hmm, how about the one about Zeus and Leto? Peter replied. After they discussed it further, they decided to do the one about Orpheus and Eurydice. Hey, isn't one of the Greek myths about some kind of animal? And asked. Oh yeah, there was a myth about some king called Lycoon who, who was transformed into a wolf. Nila said. When Nila said that, she thought she saw Peter stiffen up for a second before the expression on his face changed back to his usual charming grin. They continued to talk about sports stuff in school. When Beth mentioned about Leila and Tess's ongoing animosity towards each other, Peter looked surprised and asked why they didn't get along. This was a sensitive subject for Leila as it involved the rumours about her. But she told him that Tess didn't like her because she is bitter and since Leila was unpopular in school, Tess liked to pick on her. Plus, Tess was always jealous of Leila and Adam's friendship. When Leila mentioned that Adam was a friend and neighbor, everyone got curious. Leila, what have you been holding out on us? Beth asked. Yeah, Leila, I've known you for like a few years now, and you never mentioned Adam before, Ned said. <laughs> Leila laughed awkwardly. Um, well, you guys never asked. Adam is Tess's older brother. He moved in when I was 13. And is this Adam a potential paramour? Nancy asked. Peter looked a bit disappointed when she said that, but tried to hide it. <laughs> no, we're just friends, Nila said. They finished their dinner and decided to head back home around 7pm. Leila sat on the bus back home, and Peter sat next to her. They talked about school, and Leila asked where he lived. Peter said that he lived quite far away from school. Ned and Nancy got off first. When it came to her stop, Leila reluctantly got off with Beth. She waved to Peter as the bus moved off. Oh, you missed him already? Beth teased. Shut up, Leila chuckled as she blushed in the dim light. Don't worry, you can see him again tomorrow, Beth said. Have a great night, Beth called as she walked toward her house. Leila waved goodbye and walked back home. The next morning, she woke up and headed downstairs to grab breakfast before heading out to school. Her mother and father had the TV on in the living room and were watching the news. A male reporter in a dark blue suit was talking. A teenage girl was found dead in the woods this morning by a hiker. Similar to a recent case, the girl was mauled to death by an animal. The police have identified the girl 
is Sarah Burns. She's from Red Fox High School. Sources say that the claw marks and the way she died look similar to another Red Fox High student, Brian Wilcox, who died just a few days ago. Police are currently investigating for further evidence. The picture of the girl was put up on the screen and Layla froze as she ate her toast. That girl looks like the one I saw on Tuesday near my house. The one that was with the guy that looked like Peter. Jane turned around. Oh, hey, Layla. I didn't hear you. Something wrong? Layla quickly ate her toast and said, No, nothing wrong. Just shocked by the news. But I hate to score. Bye, Mom. Bye, Dad. Bye, Layla. Jane and Henry called out as Ella hurried out the door. At school, the death of Sarah Burns was all everyone could talk about. One death was bad enough, but two deaths were starting to sound terrifying. Having two teenagers from the same school dying in a short span of time was enough to make any student panic. Ella learned that Sarah was from the cheerleading squad. The school was planning to hold a memorial in the school gym that night. And there were flowers left next to Brian and Sarah's lockers. The whole school felt grim, as everyone was quieter than usual in class. Even Peter looked grim, with a twinge of nervousness. He joined them for lunch that day, and was talking to Layla about coming over to her house to do the project. When Tess and Alyssa came over, Tess interrupted their conversation and said, Oh, so that's where you've been, Peter. Why don't you join us instead? You are much better company than this freak. As Beth was about to stand up, Peter waved her back and stood up instead. Tess, this freak is much nicer than you. And honestly, I would rather spend the whole day with her than an hour with you, Peter said. Tessa's face went red. Fine, hang out with this freak. You are too weird for us anyway. I guess freaks need to stick together. Come on, Tess, Lisa said. Tess flicked back her hair and walked away with Lisa in a half. Wow, Peter, nice one, Beth said. Yeah, man, you rock for sticking up for Layla, Ed said as he fist bumped Peter. So, see you after class? We can head to your house to start on our project, Peter said. Yeah, sure. We can head over to the memorial later around 8. See you, Peter, Layla said as she waved goodbye to Peter. Beth hit Layla's arm playfully and said, Way to go, girl. You finally have a guy in your life. Layla rolled her eyes. Yeah, right. Peter isn't interested in me. I'm sure he prefers hot and confident girls. And besides, I don't even like him, Layla said. Oh, please go. He just stood up for you. Even me, a nerd who is oblivious to the dating world, can see that he's totally into you, and she said. Layla chuckled and said, Alright, you guys have made your point. That was nice of him. But I'm sure he prefers sexier girls to my frumpy mess. Anyway, I have to head to chemistry. See you guys later. Ella took her chemistry textbook from her locker 
and decided to use the toilet before heading to class. She was the only one inside. She opened the last stall door and did her business. Just as she finished flushing the toilet, she heard the door open and heard the voices of Tess and her click. So yeah, you know, she thinks she's all that, but she's just a poser. Alyssa said. Yeah, she's not even good looking, Tess continued. Leona contemplated coming out to confront them, but decided that it was better to stay inside. Yeah, even Adam says that she's a nice person, and blah blah blah. But I know her for who she truly is. A witch, and a cursed child. I bet she's evil, and was the one who killed the two of them. Tess said. A third voice, belonging to Jess, said. I bet she will bewitch Peter, and is forcing him to like her. Like maybe she used some kind of love potion or something. After all, who could love a sad little freak like her, Tess said. At this point, tears were rolling down Leila's face as she wiped them with her hand. You know, I think her parents don't even like her. Why she's such a freak, Alyssa said as she laughed. They left and Leila's hand was balled into her fist. The moment Alyssa mentioned about her parents, Leila's hand started glowing. She felt this ball of rage and sadness in her chest as it consumed her. All the water taps turned on at the same time. At full pressure, and a mirror cracked. When she heard the taps turn on and saw her hand, she gasped. Her hand stopped glowing and she called out, Hello? Is anybody there? When no one answered her, she opened the store door and peeked out. No one was in the toilet but her. She quickly went to the taps and turned them off. She looked into the middle mirror and saw that it was cracked, but not fully shattered. Was my hand glowing just now? Oh no, is this really happening again? What's with all these weird incidents? Maybe it was just another freak accident? A coincidence? But the glowing of her hand was too hard to explain away. And Leila was starting to think that maybe the rumours were true after all. Maybe she really was a witch and a cursed child. I've come to the end of my podcast. Thank you for listening. And... Um, stay tuned for part 3. Yep, so uh, see you next time.